History has not been particularly kind to cultural fortune-tellers, as Tomorrowland visions of flying cars and rocket-propelled jetpacks vividly attest. But it has been notoriously unfriendly to those who have predicted the demise of various types of media over the years. Despite predictions, radio did not lead to the death of the newspaper, nor did television lead to the demise of radio or film. Each new development did, however, alter the trajectory of the technology that preceded it, lending credence to those who today argue that we are witnessing another mediamorphosis, the term coined by Roger Fiedler, to describe major transformations in the communication landscape resulting from the convergence of major social trends and technological innovations. According to this view, traditional forms of media will adapt, evolve, to embrace the promise of our digital age. In recent years, many have made compelling, even alarming arguments that what we face is not an evolution of communication, but a revolution of such profound significance that it is impossible for old media to adapt, that the newspapers and broadcasts that used to provide our news will not survive this fundamental sea change in communication technology. What we are experiencing now is not mediamorphosis, it's media side, says Rosenthal Albus a journalism professor at the University of Texas at Austin. Scary stuff. Alvis's implication is that the economics of information distribution, such as the republication or aggregation of content that once was paid for by users and advertisers, threatens the survival of journalism itself. If news does not survive, what are the implications for the institutions journalism serves, such as community and democracy? There is ample evidence to support both positions, i.e., news is dying versus no, it isn't, and people are taking sides. If you are already a news professional or a veteran of a system of news influenced by large national media organizations and dominant players in newspaper and broadcasting, the future of news looks dismal, even threatening. The slow demise of big city papers and loss of audience for nightly television news offers ammunition to those who see no future for traditional news. Ad revenues are down. Layoffs have become business as usual in newsrooms across the country. Jobs are being lost. Media empires are crumbling or merging to survive. Conversely, people working in so-called new media, bloggers, citizen journalists, social networking aficionados and the like, see the digital era as liberating, promising freedom from the oligopoly of old media. At the same time, many old-school journalists are learning to embrace new technology, using tools such as Twitter to promote and extend their traditional journalism online, break news, and interact with the audience in novel ways. People are gravitating to the Internet to get their news instantly, customizing content by selecting the subjects they want to read about with increasing ease and fluidity. Video-equipped cell phones coupled with the distributive power of the Internet have made everyone a potential broadcast journalist. One example, after first accepting user-generated news stories and posting the best, most memorably, footage of the Virginia Tech shootings and the Japanese tsunami, CNN has made its iReport, a spot for unedited and unfiltered content, some of it of dubious quality and veracity. At other times, like the uprising in Iran after the June 2009 election, 
and the Arab Spring movement sweeping Tunisia, Egypt, Libya, and Syria in 2011, citizen journalism was the only available journalism. Vivid images captured by cell phone video cameras can be undeniably compelling. But their sources are often unverifiable. Is the person depicted as brutally assassinated on the street of a Middle Eastern capital the victim of pro-government forces or media-savvy insurgents? Is it real or staged? Is this news or manipulation? Moreover, is there a future for news if amateurs replace professionals? Perhaps a bit more reflection is in order.